We've been talking a lot about action steps that you can take in your career, but we don't always talk about the other side of it, our mindset and working on our confidence to go after the goals in our career that we've set for ourselves. And that is what we're going to dive into today. Stay tuned. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Balance. I'm your host, Jenny Stemmerman, and I'm so excited that you're here to hang out with me today because today we are finishing up, wrapping up our career series. If you missed any of the other episodes in the series, I hope you go back and check them out. We have been talking about things like how to get ready for year-end reviews, how to think and start planning for the next year in your career, how to do negotiations for what you really want in your career as you move into the next year. And today, we're going to talk about the confidence to actually do the things, right? Because when we talk about figuring out and planning, it's a lot of action stuff. It's a lot of stuff to do. But oftentimes, our own ideas, our insecurities, our fears can kind of hold us back from taking the actions that will actually get us to where we want to go. And we're going to be tackling all of that today. Now, in case you missed it, we do have a free resource to kind of get you start thinking about some questions to ask yourself to start making a plan for ending your career strong and kind of getting you in the right mindset going into the new year. And you can grab that free worksheet by going to yourliferocks.com. And if you are a Life Balance member, then you can access that same worksheet under the Life Area Resources. Go to Career and it will be one of the resources listed there. I also did our most recent member exclusive podcast on how to use that and how to go a little bit deeper. So I hope that you go and check out that podcast episode inside of Life Balance Membership. If you're not yet a Life Balance member and you would like to be able to have access to all of our member-exclusive podcasts, the courses, all of the planning tools and resources that we have available for you for your faith, marriage, parenting, career, health, home, finances, and friends and fun, we have resources for that in there too, then you can get in on a great deal right now. You can buy an annual membership and save two months worth of your membership. So you can check that out by going to, again, yourliferocks.com or you can go to lifebalancemembership.com. So as I said, we are wrapping up this whole series today by talking about confidence because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get stuck in like the daydream land and the planning. And when it comes to actual execution, I can start to really sabotage myself in some big ways. And oftentimes it comes down to fear or thinking like, who am I to ask for a raise? Who am I to dream about another position or switching careers or whatever it might be? And so today we have a special guest, Angie McNulty. She's a certified John Maxwell coach, speaker, and trainer. She's been on this podcast a couple other times before. She's a dear friend of mine. But the thing I love about Angie is that she really specializes in helping Christian women bring their God-given talents, passions, and purpose into the world. So she's all about helping you figure out what is the thing that makes you unique? How did God create you? And how can you use that in the world as a form of worship, as a way of really living into who God created you to be and what he created you to do. Now, before Angie was doing this work of helping women, she was in the corporate world for like 20 years, and she had many different positions, a lot of responsibilities, and she really found herself in that spot where I think some of us can really relate to when we were just so sick and tired of work. Like we were always looking like, is it time for work to be done? When's my next vacation? I can't wait for the weekend. And it really made her realize that she was not living into her full gifts and talents that God had for her, and she needed to make a change. And this is what really led for her personal mission to help other women use their God-given talents and passions and purpose into the world. 
Now, Angie offers individual coaching, group coaching, training workshops. She has amazing workshops that she brings people through. I highly encourage that you go and check that out. And you can find out what Angie is up to over on her website at mcdontycoachingservices.com. We will link to that in the show notes as well. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with my friend, Angie. Angie, my friend, I am so excited to be welcoming you on back to the show for Redefining Balance. I think this is your third time on the show, right? Is it really? I think it might be. I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. So fun to have you back on. I know. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show talking with us and, and really allowing us to learn from all of your brilliance. But before we get to the great tips that you have for us today and helping us grow in our careers, share with our audience a little bit more about who you are. Yeah. So I am married and we have been together. Oh my gosh. It's it's going to be 21 years in December when I met my husband. Crazy. It's super crazy. I'm like, how is that possible? I'm only 25, right? (laughs) (laughs) But no, I have three kids. They're 16, 15, and 12. So going through those fun teenage years and yeah, we live right here in Oregon next to you, my friend. Yes, I was just going to say a little fun fact, Angie and I, if you've not heard Angie on previous podcast episodes, we'll have to link to all of your other episodes you've been on before. But our lives have really been a shadow of each other's lives for several years. We've lived in the same town. We've even attended the same church and not known each other. And then now it's been, oh gosh, how many years since we have been friends? And I know, I think we finally met like three and a half, four years ago. Yes. And now our kids are great friends. Our husbands are great friends. We get together all of the time. Not as much in the last year and a half as I would like, but we've been finding those little pockets of time. And I think it's just such a blessing having you in my life and being able to get to share all of the wisdom that you're always giving me during our coffee chats with everyone who who listens to this podcast. So I am beyond thrilled to be having this conversation with you today. Oh, well, thank you. Same to you, my I just so appreciate our friendship and that God finally let our paths meet. (laughs) It took long enough with as much as like our kids were literally in the same (laughs) class in third grade, both of our eldest. And then let's see, my son and your son went to the same school in middle school. We didn't know each other then either. Like it's in literally different towns. Uh, Angie almost even bought a house that I was selling once. I was just going to say, we walked through your house. Yeah. (laughs) It was a dream house, but got sold out from under us. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But the thing I love about this story, Angie, about our friendship and, and how we were around each other, but didn't necessarily know each other is the beautiful thing about God's timing and him bringing us together at the time that he saw totally fit. And I think that this really kind of parallels into what we've been talking about in our career series is as far as setting goals for what we want in our careers, negotiating for the things that we want in our careers, but also trusting that God's timing is kind of above and wraps around everything that we might be thinking or planning or kind of setting for ourselves. And I think that that is such a big, important piece when we're talking about any kind of goal setting, but especially when we're thinking about career planning. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, for sure. The first thing that came to mind when you said that was I remember I had gone to an interview. I think I was even on a second interview for this one job. And like, I wanted this job so bad and I didn't get it. And then it came up again, like 18 months later, again, got to second interview. I'm like, okay, it just wasn't the right timing. I didn't get it 
again. And I was just like, God, what is happening? But then probably like maybe a year after that, God brought a job to me that I could never even imagine. Like he had something better in store for me than I was wanting for myself. Mm, I love that you're starting off with that story because I think that so much of planning and even like when we think about negotiating, right? Like what we want for a salary or a schedule, like God can provide so much more than we can even imagine and things that we can't even imagine, things we can't even fathom, you know, Mm -hmm. that doesn't even cross our minds to pray for, to set goals for, you know, God is capable of all of those things. Now, one of the things I want to ask you as as you're sharing that story is, a lot of the things that we've been talking about in this career series are very tactical. Like it's very action oriented. And what I love about having you on is because we can talk about all of the actions that we need to do to get to where we want to go in our career. But there's such an emotional piece. There's such a big piece on the inside that we don't always talk about or even acknowledge. And, and it can really be a defining factor. So as you're talking about that story of those job interviews and you really wanted it and then you didn't get it, it's easy enough to just kind of say that and brush on, but talk to us a little bit about like that internal, like what was that like for you? What was that feeling for you? Because I think we can all kind of relate, but I think it's also important for us to to remember those emotional ties that we have when we're hoping for something mm-hmm. so, so much. Yeah. I mean, I remember being completely devastated and just like not understanding what God's plan was and even having that little bit of anger, right? Like, God, why would you even put this right in front of my face if you aren't even going to offer it to me? And I think it was finally at that point that I started to release some of that and just be like, you know what, God, if, you know, the next time I would go on an interview or something, if it's not right, please just don't even, you know, put it within my path, you know, because sometimes I'm just not strong enough to go through these things. And then... It's so great to be able to look back, like then when it did happen for the other job, just looking back and giving praise and thanks for his better path for me. And his ideas are greater than our ideas on his thoughts are better than our thoughts. All those things of really taking that moment to actually acknowledge what just happened. Mm, Yeah, that's so good. And it's amazing too, like when you can really kind of see now, like how he was using those experiences to stretch you and to grow you and to show you different things about who he is and what he's capable of doing for you and and with you. And I think that that's a big part of it that we, that we all need to kind of be thinking about is that sometimes we can get so dialed into the things of this world, right? Like our careers and where we want them to go and the salary that we're getting and how that fits into the budget. And then, you know, there's the whole scheduling piece and all these things. And it can get like very like nitty gritty into this world. And while it's necessary, I think that we also need to remember that our job or our careers, it's not necessarily eternal. And God is more concerned about our eternal than he is of things of this world. And so when he's using those things to stretch us or to help us grow or help us learn about him or depend on him more, you know, that's the stuff that's an eternal and that's the stuff that really matters. Absolutely. So another thing, okay, so I get that job, right? That beautiful job that God had given me. And then fast forward five years, a lot happened in life and I'm at a very different place in life, going through some anxiety, depression, and and I'm just being blessed by the income from this job. And I remember hearing God's voice one day when I found out I got another raise and I was making more money than I ever thought I would ever make. 
And I remember hearing God saying, is it this that you want or is it to live for my eternal kingdom? And I tell you what, that was like a sock, just hit me in the stomach, you know, of because at that time I was deciding, trying to decide, you know, for my own mental health, if I needed to leave that job or not. And it was, you know, our bread and butter. It was how we were living. And so to think of losing that was really scary. But then just hearing God's voice of just like what you were saying, you know, remembering that he made us for something more. He made us for eternal life and for his kingdom. So remember keeping that in perspective too, as we're talking about this, that some of these things are just temporary for when we're here on earth, right? Yeah. And I think that that's so good. And and as we're talking about, you know, this internal piece to goal setting and going after our careers and things like that, so much of it has to do with confidence. You know, when we're thinking about negotiating or even even just planning and dreaming up, like, what would I want my career to be? Having that confidence to be able to even think that we could do something different or we could mm-hmm. do something more, you know, that is such a big piece of it. And I feel like if we don't have that confidence, we're always just going to stay stagnant. Even if yep. it's a matter of God's calling us to something, like He was calling you to do something. If you don't have the confidence to step out and do it, to take the action, I was sharing with you, you know, I had very little confidence when I made a big career change. I was actually quitting a job. It wasn't negotiating or doing anything else, but I knew that I could easily be talked into staying. And I was so nervous. Like I did not have confidence myself to have the conversation to the point that I was throwing up in the bathroom before the conversation. And and I think that confidence is just such a really big important part of this whole career planning process. And so I know that you kind of specialize in confidence. And so you were like my first person I thought of to have you come on and and kind of talk to us about walking through the process of how do we, how do we get more confident and and how do we grow in this area? So Mm -hmm. Angie, first talk to us a little bit about like, what is it about confidence that is so important? Why is it something that you really lean on and, and help women with? Yeah. Well, for myself, I mean, I had times like that too, Jenny, where it was just like, we talked about before too, of any kind of confrontation, right? And a lot of that comes to, I don't want the confrontation because I'm not confident. Because when you can come from a place like confidence and knowing that you have the words or, you know, that God is behind you, then you're having a very different conversation. You know, it's played a big part in my life. And then when I started coaching, I noticed that probably 98% of the people that I coach, it comes down to confidence a lot of the time. And just being confident in decision-making or taking the next step, whatever it may be, just having that that confidence to take the next step. I think that that's so important. And it is funny how it all comes down to that whenever we really start thinking about, you know, things that hold us back, like fear or you know, excuses or self-sabotage, like it really all can boil right back down to confidence. So when we're thinking about confidence in our career and growing in confidence, I know one of the first things you always have people do is really kind of focus in on the strengths that you have and God-given gifts that you have. So talk to us a little bit about the importance of that. I think so many of us go through life thinking that we're just normal. There's nothing special about this, about us, you know, I remember doing this for myself too, just like something that comes very naturally to you. You just think, oh, well, other people can do that. So like, for instance, my my sister has the gift of humor. I mean, she 
she doesn't even have to think. It just comes out and she has us on stitches all the time, which is so fun. And we're like, I can't do that, you know, but to her, it comes naturally. So she doesn't see it as a gift, but we all see it as a gift because that's not something we can naturally do. Like for myself, we adopted our three kids. And a lot of people are like, how can you just love someone that's not, you know, biologically yours as your own? And it's like, I don't know. It was just the gift that God gave me. I never looked at it as a gift. I'm like, doesn't everybody just love every child that comes into their home, you know? So I think it's really important to just take a minute and really sit with what has God blessed you with? God has gifted you and given you strengths to do his purpose in the world. So what is it that he has gifted you with? What comes really natural to you that you may be thinking, it's not really a big deal, but really it is a big deal. So just becoming aware of that can start to build confidence. And what I love so much about this too, Angie, is when we think about focusing in on our God-given strengths, like when we, if someone were to say, like, what are you good at? What are your strengths? And we don't consider God in, into the equation. It can feel very boastful and it can feel mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to mention like, that I, I think I'm a pretty decent at whatever it might be. But when we think about the gifts that God gave us, I don't know, for me, it doesn't, it feels so much easier to think about the gifts and talents that God has given versus just thinking about like myself. Like I don't, there's a certain amount of confidence and that I feel like it's more of like God's glory that I'm mentioning, not Mm -hmm. my own, you know, my own boastfulness. Yeah. And I think that's a really important part that you said, Jenny, about, you know, I think as Christians, we will stand away from that because we don't want to seem like we're being boastful or selfish or, you know, coming from ego. So yes, when we can look at it from God's point of view, you know, it does, it makes it easier. Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone out there who's like, uh, I can't think of anything, (laughs) even if I try to put it through the perspective of like, what is the gifts that God has given me? And they're still kind of coming up blank. How do you recommend people search that kind of stuff out? How would you figure out like, what are your strengths? Yeah, a great way is sometimes I'll have my clients do interviews where I'll say, okay, go interview the five closest people to you, not in location wise, but closest as in relationship wise and ask them, you know, what do you think my strengths are? What do you think my gifts are? And also another question you can ask yourself is, What do people come to for like advice for or what themes are you seeing that people come to for over and over again? That will clue you into something. And then as always, I mean, just spending time with God and letting him, you know, open up your eyes and that awareness of what he has given you, right? Ask and you shall receive. Ask him what he has blessed you with and he will make it clear to you. The thing I like about this too is, you know, when you start thinking about the things that people come to you for or the things that you naturally are drawn towards or or people are always recognizing you for, I think it's really easy to, like you were talking about like your sister, you can easily like downplay it. Like it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But then if you start really thinking about like the bigger implications and what that could look like. So for example, I've always been the person who was somewhat organized. I know I teach like time management and organized. So it's like, well, okay, that makes sense. But more than that, like I'm an expert finder. Like my people in my house can't find anything, but I know exactly what is like on the very back of shelf in the pantry 
Like if you ask me where something is, I know where it's at. And it's not that I have an incredible memory. It's just that's something that comes natural to me. Now, when Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about career, finding people's lost items is not necessarily a job. Unless maybe you're a detective or something, but that's (laughs) not playing into any of my other strengths at all. So I started like thinking like, well, what would that possibly be? But it's really a problem solving Mm -hmm. or like your Mm -hmm. sister, she's very people focused, right? And so you can start to like kind of broaden out some of those other skills to say, how did that then translate into something that could go into a career or into the job, into the workplace by just kind of holding it loosely and thinking broader and how that could be used. Yeah, for sure. And I love how you tied that to, you know, what's going on at home. Cause a lot of times when we're looking at careers, we aren't thinking about what happens at home, but that's where we can see a lot of our strengths too. So be thinking of scenarios where you are problem solving or just scenarios that has happened throughout your day. What strengths, what skills did you have to use to accomplish those? And that will help you too, to be like, Okay, that, you know, that really took some problem solving or some critical thinking, some organization, some detail orientation, you know, those kinds of things, like doing a budget, right? You have to do your home budget. So what kind of skills does that take? You know, so we can start pulling some of the skills that we're using in our own home life as well. Yeah, that's such a great tie in. And this is what I love about what you're doing right now. As we're talking about kind of this internal work and the emotional struggle that can kind of come with taking the action necessary in our career, but really starting with our gifts. And then next, I know you really kind of talk about visualization and getting clear on what you actually want. Because I think sometimes, um, and I think I shared this on the member exclusive podcast a couple of weeks ago, but there was a time in my life where I was going after a career and I was wanting to be promoted into that job. And it wasn't working out for me. And it made me realize after years, years, years of pushing and getting disappointed and pushing and trying and you know doing everything in my power, it dawned on me that this job was not suited to who I was as a person. And so I had to like re-come up with like, what is it that I could do? But you know, you sometimes get pigeonholed on one career path and it might not be suited in your right God-given gifts or what you're good at or your strengths or anything, but it's the path that you're on. So you keep trudging forward. So talk Mm -hmm. to us about the importance of really taking the time to visualize in our career. It's that time of year again. Yep. Getting ready for career planning and end of year reviews. The process can seem overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I've put together a simple one-page worksheet to guide you through the career evaluation process for yourself. It's normally part of the Career Resources Inside Life Balance membership, but you can get it for yourself for free right now for a limited time. Just go to yourliferocks.com and you'll find a link on the homepage. If you're already on my email list, you'll find it in your inbox. Again, go to yourliferocks.com to get your free worksheet today. Happy year in planning! Yeah. And there are, with your strengths and gifts, there are different careers that will fit into that. So that's where visualization comes in as a big importance because you have to really think about, you know, I have so many different options and paths that I can go, but where is it that I want to go and where is it that God wants me to go? And so getting that bigger picture of what you are actually wanting. And I know sometimes when we talk about visualization, it can kind of have a negative tone in a Christian sense, but really, and when you look at the Bible, you know, God talked to people in dreams and visualizations and that kind of thing. So 
it really is a gift from him for us to be able to use our imaginations and really get into what we are wanting and putting that out there of what we really want. So I really suggest that you take some time, you know, get a good block of time where you can just really sit down and be with God and do some visualization. People do this in different ways too, right? There's not one right way to do this. For me, it's easier to have a guided visualization. So like in my confidence course, I actually did one that's recorded so people can walk through it and not have to think about it. You know, I just guide you through the questions so you can be just thinking about it and letting your imagination go and then doing some journaling after. Some people are very artistic and can just like sit down and draw or paint. Some people, you know, are very analytical. So maybe they're out with like a spreadsheet or <laughs> whatever they do, you know. I don't how how do you like to visualize, Jenny? I am not a very good visualizer. <laughs> like I like to think about it in in like little segments and just kind of mm-hmm. ask myself the questions of like what is it that I feel like is best fitting for me right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the big thing for me whenever I'm I'm trying to like plan or set goals because for me the word visualization it does I don't know for me that's just not a word that I would use but uh-huh. to set goals and to think about how that could play out. Because again, I'm a little bit more analytical. So I always like to think, how could that play out? What would that look like if this Mm -hmm. happened? And then how would that impact my family? And how would that impact the other goals that I've set for myself? And so it's more of like an exploratory piece. Mm -hmm. But when I do it, I love to do it in either like a prayer walk form or when I'm just laying down with my eyes closed and being able to ask myself the questions, but then also bring God into it and just kind of, you know... What am I missing? And show me if there's something else. Because sometimes, especially if it is something that excites me, if it's something that I, a path I really want to go down and I can see a huge benefit for myself, I can tend to put blinders on so that I don't have to see the pitfalls or the, uh, okay, but when are you going to have time to do that? Or how is that going to, you know, affect these other areas of my life? And so by bringing God along that journey, I feel like that He can kind of bring those things up in a gentle way. Because I think that that's the other thing is that we have to really watch our heart whenever we're we're making these kind of plans or wanting to do something more in our careers. We have to really ask ourselves why, like what is the heart yeah. condition that's behind it? Because if it's not really in alignment with who we are, then that's when we're going to feel like a block maybe in the confidence or a block in wanting to do the actions necessary. Sometimes it's really fun to dream and it's, a lot harder to put that dream into action. And so we can really start to self-sabotage ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if we can, you know, really make sure that it's in alignment with one, who we are and who God created us to be, where we are in terms of like our life, you know, and what the other responsibilities and things that we're called to do. Because sometimes it's not that like going after your career isn't the thing that you're like, it's not like God's never going to have that for you. It just might not be right now. You know, it might be that he sees something that's coming up on your path and is like, no, I'm going to protect you from this right now. And so I think that that's where really that trust and having confidence, even if it's not in ourselves, but having confidence in him um, is really important. Yes. And I'm so glad that you said that too, because confidence also can, you know, people can be like, well, self-confident that, you know, are you gloating or is that even from God? Right. But 
when we are looking at it, just like you said, where our confidence is coming from him, then it puts us in a different place as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned questions, Angie. So talk to us about what kind of questions we should be asking ourselves. Yeah. So a lot of what I talk people through is, you know, really getting into the feeling of it. So be thinking about like, if you were doing something that you just really enjoyed, what would that feel like? And where are you? And what kind of things are you doing? And, you know, sometimes it's also looking at the past of what careers have you enjoyed in the past? What projects have you enjoyed in the past? And what kind of things were you doing? And what kind of things would you like to continue doing? What kind of things may you not want to do anymore? You know, it's really just kind of getting into what it is specifically that you are wanting. And I can't stress enough the actual feeling that is springing up for you because that feeling is going to give you the excitement and the energy and the confidence to move forward in that as well. Mm, That's really good. And I love too that you talked about like looking back because you know, sometimes we are might be more experienced. <laughs> I'll use that instead of older. Um, but, you know, like I mentioned, I am kind of thinking about like what I want to do next in my career is like almost like a third career, you know, because I am over 40, but I'm probably going to work until I'm 65, if not longer. So, you know, when you think about it in the grand scheme of your life, like you really have so many more working years available. Yeah. And so, it does give you the opportunity to be creative about what it is that you want to do and not get pigeonholed into any one thing. And so I love that you kind of have these questions that can open up and broaden that, but also look backwards at the things that we've already done to say, what did we really enjoy? Because it might have been something that you did, you know, like we were talking before we started recording, you know, early on in life during your college years, there might have been different aspects or different jobs or different things that you really enjoyed. Maybe even a subject that you studied in school that you're like, mm-hmm. that was really interesting, but I never really pursued it more. Well, what if you did pursue it? What would that look like? And what kind of a career could you hope to have with that? And I feel like right now too, there's such a shift in the world when it comes to career that so many more things are moving remote. So many more things are moving you know, in different directions and technologies moving things really, really fast. So what might not have been possible when you started your career could be possible now if you're just open to it. Exactly. This is so good. So as we're kind of getting this clarity about the things that we want and we're maybe picturing it in our head and spending time with God in prayer and focusing in on our strengths and all of these things, I know whether it's like you're switching careers or even if it's like you are, you're like, I'm already doing what I, I'm using my gifts. I feel like this is right where I want to be. But maybe after hearing last week's episode, they want to, someone listening wants to negotiate for more pay or a more flexible mm-hmm. schedule or, or whatever that looks like for them. And that makes them nervous. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about what tools do you have for us that can help us overcome (laughs) those butterflies in our stomach? Because again, it's great to plan and visualize, but then when you got to go have the conversation. Right. So first of all, you need to be asking yourself, like, what is the goal? What am I trying to do here? You know, are you negotiating? Are you, you know, kind of thinking, oh, I want to switch careers or are you trying to go for a promotion? You know, what is your end goal? What are you trying to do? And then come up with some steps of what steps you need to take to achieve that goal. So this is more kind of the tactical stuff. Is there any other knowledge that you need to acquire or tools and resources that you need? Just those kinds of things that you can be thinking about. And then 
probably the most important piece is practicing and preparing for what it is that you're doing. So whether you're going in for an interview or you are going in to negotiate some pay, practice what it is that you want to say. And I know when I first started doing some speaking, which I was terrified. I was like, God, why are you wanting me to speak? I I don't like speaking in front of people. (laughs) But it was what he was calling me to do. So I was so nervous that first time. And I was like, oh, I did not do good. But as I was working with my, my coach, you know, he was telling us how important it is to practice. So yeah, you may like have your kind of what you want to say in your mind, but the more that you practice it, the more that you say it, the easier it's going to come for you. And then you will be able to be confident in that because you're not trying to think about what you're going to say because you already know what you're going to say, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that that's so good. And even practicing the things that they might say. So you're like, you know, thinking about like, okay, but then what if they say this? Or what if my boss just looks at me and is like, no, (laughs) then what, what do you do? What do you say? What do you come back with? And, you know, because I think so much of what can kill our confidence and, and make it fearful about going into some of these meetings or having these conversations is the unknown. Yes. That unknown is, you know, can be scary territory, but it can also be wonderful. A lot of times when we think of the unknown, we go to the scary piece of it. But what if you went to the beautiful piece of it? So we're trying to look at it from both sides, right? And yes, I think when you are going in to talk to somebody else, you can also do some role-playing. It's great to get someone else involved to, you know, okay, say this to me. So that way I can, you know, practice saying it, what I want to say back to you. That can be really powerful as well. That is a great thing to do. Now, this has been really helpful because I think, again, there's so much internal stuff that goes into our career and it's not just the stuff we do on the outside. And these tips have been really helpful just in kind of helping you process it and walk through like what we can do to help our increase our confidence, to remove some of the fear, the obstacles that might be standing in our way. Now, for anyone who's listening to this and they're, you know, thinking about their career and knowing that maybe they want to do something different or something that's going to require them to step out and be a little bit more brave, do you have any parting words of wisdom for them? Yeah. So I was thinking too that I wanted to mention that also how you carry your body can play into how you're feeling. So when you're about to go into a meeting or something, whatever it is that you're doing, Really pay attention to like your posture, how you're standing, put a smile on your face. You know, it's amazing how when you put your body a certain way, it can make you feel different. So practice that too. Mm, That's really good. That's really, really good. I'm reminding as you were talking about that of a TED Talk. It's like a really famous TED Talk video on YouTube. I'll have to link to it in the show notes of someone talking about body language and body posture and how like it can really affect your confidence and the way that you come across and the way that you're feeling about yourself. So I'll have to see if I can dig that video up and include that in the show notes. And Angie, I think that you mentioned that you had like a a worksheet that people could get their hands on too. Yeah. So I have a confidence assessment. So you can kind of see where you are right now in your confidence and where you might need to do a little bit more work. And also... I think I told you about that. I have a confidence course that kind of leads you through some of these things that we talked about today. And so taking that assessment, we'll see if that's even something that would be beneficial to you. What I like about an assessment, you know, 
that you offer and just been having, having you be my friend has been like my assessment (laughs) because you're always asking me such great questions. But what I love about having that assessment is it really allows you to be able to see without the blinders on because it's really easy sometimes, especially if someone's like me and then Graham nine, who does not like any kind of conflict whatsoever. If something starts to feel a little bit uncomfortable or I don't feel confident in something, I will just shy away from it and not Mm -hmm. actually address the issue and not lean into it. And I feel like that is where the beauty is. And that's where like some of the lessons are is when we can really lean into those things that do feel a little bit more uncomfortable because that's where we can really learn. And so I love that you have an assessment like this that allows us a safe place to kind of go in, easily answer some questions and really see things for what they are and not just the way that we want to see them. Exactly. Yep. Because awareness is the first step, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Angie. We'll make sure we link to that assessment in the show notes page. And if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yes, I am on Facebook and Instagram. I'm under McNulty Coaching Services. And you can also go to my website, McNultyCoachingServices.com. Beautiful. I love it when it's the same everywhere. (laughs) Makes it so easy. Well, I have to remember it myself. So it's like, what can I remember? I can remember one thing. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, my friend, thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with us today. As always, you are such a blessing with all of your great wisdom. And I just so appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me. It was so fun to spend some time with you. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. Just because the show is over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Hit subscribe and dive into another episode or jump on over to my YouTube channel for more content to help you thrive as a working mom. Ready to get into action? You can find a number of resources at yourliferocks.com, including the free weekly success planning course. Sign up for free at yourliferocks.com. Talk to you soon.